welcome to the Unstoppable Freedom Podcast. I'm Jimmy Page. This is part two in our special segment on freedom over force with Shari Williams. Enjoy. Yes. And that's why I think, so I am the, I, you, I think you said I was the best. I mean, I, that alone is an endorsement of over there. <laughs> huh, did I say you were the best? I said you're one of the oh, best. Oh, darn we'll it. Wait until your exit interview when I go over your test results. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, you know, that's yes, got to look at those test results. <laughs> yeah, touche. We got to look at the numbers, don't you we? You are good, though. <laughs> you know? And, Jimmy, what I love about you is you're a lifelong learner. Hmm. Uh, the leadership program of the Rockies attracts lifelong yes. learners, people that aren't just happy with where they are. Yeah. They're people that want to grow and learn and expand yes their network and expand their opportunities and practice at this. We know in nine months, nine days, really, we can't change everything about you, nor do we try. Well, we don't, we don't really actually, you know, go and find people and then turn them into leaders. We look for leaders and then we up their game. And so you're most definitely one of those leaders that has a great skill set. And well, I love that you're willing to practice all the time. Yeah. And that's where you want to stay, right? I think in, in all of my leadership life for the last 30 years, I've always tried to operate in my, in my uh, gifting, my strengths, and then to grow that, that continuum to try and become more knowledgeable, stronger in different areas. And I think for me too, being that the cross is, is kind of how I identify in the values map is that I try and look, th- look at life, all of life through that kind of a, a biblical lens. And so that helps me to really care about people that care about equality or care about fair, being fair and caring about people or, or those that care about the rule of law. I mean, it, it gives you right. a perspective where you can kind of stand in someone else's shoes and experience what they are. And then you, the real secret is being able to communicate in terms that matter to them. And the right. principles right. don't change. The values don't change. But how you communicate it matters, it, just like in a good marriage. Yep. The words you use yep. and the um, the way you try and understand what they're thinking yes. rather than saying, you better think the way I think. Well, in politics, we call it identity twit, which is the ac- acronym for I think what you think is what I think. <laughs> and so if you think like I do, if I just present whatever was convincing to me, yes. then you're going to be sold. And that yep. rarely works. Yep. And because of that, we have so much contention out there. Yep. And isn't it sad? You know, we ought to be looking for for the wonderful gifts that each Mm. of us bring to the table because the founders had it right. You know, when they focused on the individual versus putting people in groups, not thinking about, you know, I am a woman. I'm willing to say that. (laughs) And, but, you know, but but I don't need to be identified (laughs) by being in a group. We all yeah. women don't think uh, the same. Yes. All people that are white or black or yes. Hispanic or Asian do not think the same. Yeah. And it is really sad that this country has gone down the path where we put people in groups and think the group is what's more important than the individual. Yeah. The American founders had it right. If you respect individual rights, mm. then every work thing works out because you and I have something to trade with one another. And when you trade, you actually create peace. Because we have something, you know, I need you to be yeah. wealthy and healthy and, and strong mm. rather than being weak so I can overcome you. Yeah, this is a really important thing you just jogged in my in my thinking that if we can depend on the government. So this is where we're headed, right? We're increasingly depending upon the government to provide right. us with services and free stuff and whatever the thing and to settle our disputes. But if we and so we kind of create this this um, 
third party, if you will. And then now we can just fight amongst each other rather than needing each other and working together. Right. If I had anything I could change in this country, Mm. it would be going back to making people feel confident that they could do it without government. Not that they have to do it by themselves, but their community might, you know, their chosen community would help them out and they could trade. But anymore, we look to everything for the government, you know, and the government could feed us and they could give us shelter and they could regulate our schedule. And that would be prison. That happens in prison (laughs) and prison is not freedom. And we don't have freedom anymore in this country because we're, we're so wanting security that we don't want anyone to fail, but fail, failure is important Mm -hmm. because then you understand what you're good at and what you're not good at. And then you know how to trade. And so those are some of the concepts that we explore in uh, the leadership program of the Rockies, because it's easy to just pop off and say, Oh, freedom versus force. And I want less government. And, you know, I want, you know, lower taxes and all those things that to tell the truth, my party has said for a long time, but they're not as compelling anymore because people don't see their own life experiences. And right now they feel like it's a complex world and they need more government versus less. And I'm telling them, no government has one role. And that is yeah. to protect your individual right. And you have an individual right to succeed and fail. Yeah. And when the government starts saying who gets to succeed and who gets to fail, we're in trouble. And we have to reverse that course and we have to do it quickly. Yes. You know, my daughter and I, my daughter's 20 now. She's my youngest. Look at you. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. And she is. she goes to Liberty University in Virginia, a tremendous uh, university experience. All four of my kids have gone through there. She'll be the last one, hopefully to graduate. Wow. Of yep. And so we're working on a book called strong girls. And this, Ooh. it's this whole idea that we can raise a generation of young ladies who have the care, unstoppable character, confidence, and courage. It speaks yes. to what you just said that I want her to be capable I want her to be courageous. I don't want her to depend right. on someone else or a system for her livelihood or for her survival. Absolutely not. We are made to and thrive. to think she's dependent on that. Oh, oh. Oh, how horrible! That is like an acid on a young woman's soul. Yes, to think that oh, unless I get education from the government, yes, unless I get childcare from the government, yes. you know, unless I get all these things from someone else, yes. you know, I don't, I don't need a sugar daddy that's yes. you know um, the government. Right, I'm a strong, independent woman, and I have gifts that I can uh, explore, yes. and I don't need to be dependent yes. on somebody else. Exactly, and I think that is a liberator, right? That yeah, is an it is. absolute liberator. And and now and, and it's a hopeful way of looking it, at yes. the world because yes. if you if you yes. look at everyone as a victim yes. that needs government help, yes. you know, that's a really sad um, view. There's a wonderful book out um, that uh, says the three languages of politics mm. and it talks about the left or a more liberal perspective from the progressives is that there's a bunch of victims and there's a bunch of oppressors yes. and that they have to come in and help those victims because those victims couldn't possibly help them 
themselves. Right. What a disparaging, yes. um, insulting way of looking at yes. other people. Yes. I find that so insulting. And if someone oh, yeah. tries to do that to me, yes. uh, it gets my hackles up. And it's oh, sad yeah. when we um, institutionalize that kind yes. of victimhood mentality. Yes. And it's pervasive yes. right now. And it's something that yes. we all need to fight back against. But we need yeah. to understand it's groupism versus individualism. We've yes. got to look at people as individuals versus groups. Yes. yes, it is insulting. And it makes me mad when, you know, when it's done to groups, like you said, it's done to groups of people and it may, it lumps everyone into the same category and it limits their creativity. It limits their intelligence. I mean, it, it's all of us should be offended by it, regardless of race, gender. It doesn't, none of that matters. We all should be. Um, and you know what? The most successful people, in every single leadership book you'll ever read, will say reject the victim mindset. Every single one. Absolutely. <laughs> so, that is the key. Yeah. And that's part of what we do in the leadership program in the yep. Rockies is we say, okay, you may not feel empowered in this case. Mm -hmm. You may think other people get the decisions on this. Once you learn our tools, you'll yes. realize, no, you have all the power. Yeah. And the question is, how do you exercise that power? First of all, you have to exercise it over yourself yeah. and then your community. And then you can group together to try and express yeah. those ideas yeah. because there, we're not saying you have to be an individual just by yourself, mm -hmm. but sometimes the people on my side of the political aisle yeah. have a tendency to say, hey, what we're going to do is we're such individuals that we're going to just keep um, tackling our own quarterback. Right. We don't function as a team in the least because yeah. we're such yeah. rugged individuals. No, everybody has their skills and their yes. aptitudes and you work together in the team. Yeah. And I think our team is freedom versus force yes. anymore. You know, so I I have um, over uh, 35 years of um, public policy. I've mm. helped elect senators and congressmen and and um, governors and uh, all that. And that was very gratifying, mm. but not as gratifying as the idea of helping citizens understand how to look through the lens of liberty at yeah. how they can make a difference yeah. and how they can feel empowered to make a difference in their community. Much more exciting than politics because politics yeah. is just a snapshot of where we are in time. Yeah. And I want to change where we are in time right now. Mm -hmm. I want to get us back on track. Yes. Why, why is changing the culture? So you say that politics is just a barometer so up, it is. upstream of that is our values, it's our communities, it's our, it really is our culture, right? Yeah. So that makes it all the more important that we focus in on being a positive force within our culture for liberty and freedom. In, from your seat, you've seen a lot. Why is culture so important? And, and why is it important that good, freedom-loving people engage in their culture? Mm -hmm. So for me, you know, it's interesting. I'll, uh, I'll give you my background. You know, I worked in the United States Senate at one point in time, and I worked with lots of Republican senators, and they were good, and some of them were just glorious. I worked for Senator Bill Armstrong, and he was just as fabulous as they come, wow. you know, integrity. But the system was designed purposely to have them be reactive yeah. to the citizens. Mm. And so um, with especially, you know, um, with our system now with the 17th Amendment and all that uh, passing, we have way too much um, reaction to the citizens. Mm. But 
okay, so let's say we're reacting to the citizens, then the citizens have to show integrity and they have to actually say what they demand rather than saying, gimme, gimme, gimme. How do I get more handouts? How do you give me stuff? Why don't you take from some citizens and give to me? Mm. And so it's important that every person, whether they're a business leader or a community leader, are that they are able to articulate the ideas of freedom. So if you're a business person, in fact, I'm convinced if we get business people in this country to stop looking for handouts, stop looking for crony capitalism, and in fact, help illustrate to their employees the ideas behind capitalism and all the good that it does and why it's a moral and right system, we'll change the country just doing that. But think about a lot of our businessmen. They may may now vote with me um, politically, but often they're apologetic for making a profit. They feel somewhat guilty about that. They don't sit there and say, that's a good thing. That's a sign of success. It Mm. is a bad thing when you have to be dependent on government handouts. And so what they need to be doing is talking about those things to employees and customers rather than saying, oh, I guess I better go woke and I better make sure and sign on for this latest, you know, pride thing or this thing with the uh, environment. I call it paying green penance money. You know, I feel wow. so guilty. I better give away my money, my profit. Yeah. So mu- nobody accuses me of yes. actually making a profit. Yep. They're not willing to stand up and say what a good thing it is and all mm. the people that benefit. And can you yeah. imagine if they could articulate that well to all yeah. their employees Yes, and make it not about who you elect or who you should vote for or not vote for, because we've seen in that country, I mean, there's a very small percentage if the race ends up being for the presidential race ends up being Biden and Trump. You know, there's a very minuscule number of people that haven't decided on that one already. The only way you change the culture Mm. is you change it not about politics, but about how people think about individual rights, Mm. how they think about the ideas of profit, how they think about what what is their responsibility to themselves yeah. and how do they team with other people in trade? Yeah. Those kind of changes. And we used to have that. But for yeah. the last 60 to 80, oh. maybe 100 years, we've been going the wrong direction. And a lot of our side thinks it's about the latest election. Yeah. And oh, that yeah. was something for me. I could make a lot more money doing political consulting like right. I used to do. Right. And I'm decent at it. And yeah. um, I've had a lot of wins. Yeah. And every loss that I've had, oh, gosh, I've learned the most from the losses. But for me, that's not where the game is anymore. Mm. I can reject doing that, not because it's not important, because it is, but I know my role is to help citizens feel the power of decision-making, how to make good choices and how to influence others. And if I do that, I think we'll be um, making a deeper impact on the culture than if I work in politics. Yeah, that's fantastic. I just actually spoke at a at a local uh, marketplace leaders uh, event with Kingdom Way Ministries and FCCI, two tremendous organizations, which are really designed uh-huh. to help yeah. people take their faith and their values into the marketplace. You know, their, their love for America, their, you know, and plus their value system. And I think that's where I do think, like yes. you said, business leaders need to operate out of that. They need to educate their consumers. They need to represent it well. Um, what, listen, 
you're super, if I could do anything, you know, I'd get rid of the uh, the term nonprofit with all those churches and business leaders yeah. because somehow by saying nonprofit, mm. we imply that that's noble, and yeah. if you make a profit, you're you know you're not noble. And then we have government rules that say what a nonprofit can and cannot say, yes. and we silence people yes. and tell them, oh, you can't speak up because you're a nonprofit, yeah. and the government gets to decide what you can mm-hmm. and cannot say. That's so within right. the faith based community. Wouldn't it be nice if people didn't feel shackled by a government construct? Mm -hmm. Every faith-based organization needs to make a profit to be able to bring in more people into their congregation and bring in more donations. And so to label it nonprofit, that's actually – it's really an evil word when you think about it. Now, I operate under the constructs of what we can in the tax policy, but if we mentally could get people to reject the idea of nonprofit, that would go a long way toward changing the culture. Yeah. And I think you're right. I think it gives a bad name for people that are profitable. And by the way, being profitable means that there are many people that are employed. There's an exchange of value that both sides are excited about. Um, You know, we're making value. (laughs) Right. We're bringing value. So I know we've allowed the narrative to be defined so, uh, so carefully around what's good and bad or right and wrong. And it seems like we're not very good at defining it that, no, this is good and noble and virtuous to actually be profitable because of the exchange of value. Yeah. Yeah. And if we apologize for it, why will anyone ever think it's good? If we say, ooh, sorry for my behavior, sorry for employing people, you know, and I guess I should give more away from to the community. I'm sure you've covered this with some of your other um, guests, but, you know, the idea of how we look at people when they make their money versus when they give away their money. Oh, yes. It's it's really a bad cancer that has infected this country because it's not a foundational idea. And that's why capitalism isn't really just about economics. It's about the morality of respecting an individual's right to produce. And the American founding isn't just about a government system. It's the only system that actually is congruent with human behavior. And once you understand those things, everything becomes so clear. Yes. And I just fundamentally don't believe that an outside force like the government should be able to take from one and give to another. It, you know, I view that as theft. And I know that there are elements of permission. We give them permission to use our resources for certain things. But this idea that you can take from one and give it to another is just so troubling to me. And the other thing that we learn, and from a faith perspective too, the more resources that I have available to me, the more generous I am with those resources. Absolutely. You know? you know, it is immoral to literally say, I'm going to hold a gun to your head yes. so that you have to give to somebody else. Exactly. And and it deprives you of the joy that you might have yes. in voluntarily giving to someone yes. else. It's yes. it's an immoral kind of construct. It is. And that's why we're different. Yes. There's lots of other groups out there that are studying the Constitution yes. or can tell you about tax policy. And in fact, I'm a big supporter of many of them. Yeah. But what makes the leadership program of the Rockies different and the reason people are willing to fly from Florida, New York, or actually last year, Alaska, there's a woman that flew once a month from Alaska to get our kind of training because she said, ah, this is something that will change me forever. And she now has a family, the Army for Freedom, that is willing to support her, even if she's doing her stuff up in Alaska rather than in Colorado. Yes. It's amazing, the commitment. And we saw it. We saw a huge commitment from people from out of state. 
even from Wisconsin, from Alaska, from other all over the country. That's why I, yeah. I know in the end we're going to have chapters all over the country. I know that's going to be yep. it's got to be part of it. Um, yeah. So listen, you're an optimist. You're a realist, but you're an optimist. Tell tell me and tell our audience a couple things that you're that give you hope, that make you optimistic mm-hmm. about the future of America, even in a time when we seem so divided. Right. Well, when you when you look at individuals, there's so much to you know, once you get to know an individual, there's so much hope there. And you understand that usually um, the things that hold them back are things that they think they can't do. Mm. And so I I get hopeful, even though the political system seems like it's crazy right now. What I've seen is a lot of tectonic plates shifting Mm. over the last maybe 20, 25 years. And the reason I focus on people maybe right Right, right of center mm. is because I want them to be better articulators of these ideas. Yeah. And I'm starting to see that. I'm starting to see people not to be so uh, dogmatic and just yeah. say, well, if the Republican Party wants it or if I'm a conservative, therefore I want this. I want people to think. And uh, the reason, the bottom line reason I have hope mm. is because people can think. Yeah. And when they can think, they can make choices. Yes. And it is in our human nature mm-hmm. to look for a choice that is good for us. Yeah. And so I don't believe in the long run we will make poor choices. Yeah. Um, at the governmental level, what we've done is we've kind of gotten fat and lazy about, mm-hmm. oh, we have so much that, okay, you can take this away from me for my tax dollars. Right. Or, you know what, um, I don't need that money. Somebody, you know, we've gotten lazy about actually yeah. doing the work ourselves and getting to know others. Mm-hmm. But I know that individuals and uh, that that citizens have deep in their soul, they have some DNA that kind of re- that realizes what freedom looks like, yeah. and they know they don't have it right now. Yeah. But they know they 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 can't find politicians that they feel like are. Um, articulating those ideas well enough for them. And so then they go over to one team or the other team, but most of them are saying somehow this isn't right. They're not sure what to do next. So when we give them pathways and trusted guides, Mm -hmm. like the graduates of leadership program of the Rockies to follow, then they start actually exhibiting really good behavior. But the problem is if they don't know who those trusted sources are, then they give up and they go into their shell and say, oh, I'm just not going to be focused on politics or, yeah. no, I don't get involved in my community. Mm. And I don't think that'll last. Yeah. I think, and what gives me the most hope is mm. there's been an example of this. Mm. One time in the Ameri- in the world with the American founding, people went up against the biggest superpower. Yes. And so a profound, glorious idea can make all the difference. Yeah. But we have to exercise the fundamentals of that idea. And we can't... Um, put a curtain over it yeah. and, and make it about politics or even issues, yeah. you know, well, I'm this on, you know, abortion or I'm this no. on, um, uh, tax policy or I'm this on homelessness. Yeah. What we have to do is we have to get to the essence of mm. the proper role of government. Yeah. It's so good. I was just thinking, you know, that there's all kinds of programs out there for losing weight or, you know, 10 weeks to a better marriage or, <laughs> you know, be a better parent in six, whatever. But until you yeah. change the DNA of the person, the mindset of the person and you give them the tools within themselves, then they can go execute any, any program you put in front of them, they can execute. But until you deal with the principles and the values that they're going to need, it's really just going to end up being one big argument. So that's one of the reasons I love LPR is because you give us, you help to change the inside DNA so that we can communicate Mm -hmm. better. 
I might, I might push back on that. Mm. I don't think we change the DNA. Oh. I think we discover the DNA mm. and bring it forward yeah. because there's yeah. so much other noise out there. True. They're not looking at fundamentals. Yeah. And so in some ways, leadership program of the Rockies is a lifelong pursuit. Yeah. That's why our people are such a big family yeah. because they know, yeah, I went through a nine month class, but I'm now part of something that's so important. Yeah. They recognize that DNA in them. Yeah. And I even, now this will sound controversial, <laughs> even on the left, I have friends that are on the left that they have that DNA. It's just been buried and yeah. there's so much stuff on top of it yes. that they don't recognize freedom anymore. Mm-hmm. And they've been sold a bill of goods to make them feel like victims or that yes. everybody's an oppressor. But yes. once you clear away all that debris, mm-hmm. And look at what's profound and true. They recognize freedom too. But politics, the game of politics to some degree is to mask all that. Yeah. And so we're not about a person, yeah. although I always have my personal preferences right. in election. We're not about a party. We're a 501c3. Yep. And so we have Republicans, Democrats, independents, yep. libertarians, all sorts of people that go through mm. the program. But we do have a philosophical perspective. Yeah. And that's why I don't focus on person or party as much as I used to early in my career. Mm. Not that I'm not involved. That's my little side deal. But but my focus is helping people understand they have it already in their DNA. That freedom, you know, um, you talk to any person from another country and Mm. they've They've been power sneezed, even if they've never known another American. They yeah. get it. I had a woman from um, uh, 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 Czech Republic that yeah. said, Shari, I've been reading books about um, the American founding and capitalism for the longest time. Mm-hmm. And then she came over to the United States and toured around for three months. And then yeah. she said, oh, my God, you guys are a socialist country. Oh, yeah. And I felt like that was a punch in my stomach because yeah. I thought she's not wrong. You know, years ago, I thought, oh, sure, we have our Bernie Sanders and our Elizabeth Warrens. And, yeah, they're kind of socialist yeah. promoters, but we're not a socialist country. From an outsider's perspective, yeah. she knew what the what the um, golden image should be. Yeah. She had read so much about us. She didn't mm. know that many Americans, but she knew what we should be. Yeah. And so I ask all Americans, you know, know, take some risks, Mm. you know, be like the American founders and do whatever it takes to bring back the ideas of freedom versus force and know how to recognize freedom and how to reject force. Mm. Because sometimes we kind of go, it's no big deal. They're asking me to do this. They're going to regulate. I guess I'm glad my my neighbors are regulated too. And what we do is we slowly, slowly are letting freedom go out of our grasp. But I know that it's there within each of us and the founders discovered Mm. that that is a human nature kind of quality but only a system like the american founding could nurture and grow it yeah and so um we're giving it away and it's going fast and that's why each of us has to do our part and i love the leadership program the rockies because it gives you the tools and it gives you the network and the family to do it yeah. And I think maybe that's a perfect way to, to end our segment because you I think you've given people enough inspiration today and uh, that they're going to want to get engaged. And I think that's the key. Yeah. You know, we all are like President Reagan said many years ago that we're only one generation away from losing freedom and that it's up to each generation. It's up to us. Yeah. We've got to engage and we've got to uh, influence those in our spheres of influence. So 
Shari, thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you so much for this program, the leadership program of the Rockies. We're going to put all the contact information there, the way to get involved, the way to apply uh, so that our listeners, if they're interested, can engage in that way. But thank you for the ways that you and the team have really influenced me and my thinking and the way that I want to influence those people around me. Thank you. Well, thank, thank you for the opportunity, Jimmy. And I think you're a great power sneezer. So I love how you're spreading these ideas and keep up the good work. We were so, we were honored to have you as part of the program. And, um, I know we'll be working for years to come yes. you know, because this is, this is, this is an important fight that, um, yeah. will consume, you know, everything we have because yeah. it's just that important. Yep. Well, thanks for staying in the fight. Thanks for leading the way. Appreciate you so much. Thanks, Jimmy. 